When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's to the right. Hunter on the move. Racing back. It's over his head. It's gone. It's into the bullpen. This game is tied. This game is tied. Daniel Ortiz. Daniel Ortiz. Daniel Ortiz. This is Red Sox Beat on CLNS Radio. I think it would be a big statement if John Farrell started Travis Shaw on opening day, and I'd be totally cool with it, because I think it would, it, it, if that doesn't give Sandoval motivation to, to play better defense and play better, period, nothing will. I think they're going to make Jeter that first unanimous vote, and I hate that about baseball writers. If you belong in the Hall of Fame, you get voted in the Hall of Fame. Achievement or a new milestone. They don't just be like, hey, we, we signed this player, so we're going to have a ceremony. Like, no, no. Like Now, to your hosts. All right, Red Sox fans, welcome in. Red Sox beat here on CLNS Radio. Uh, Jess Thomas and Jared Scally here. No Lauren Campbell this week. Um, of course, you can follow us on Twitter at Red Sox underscore beat. Facebook is Red Sox beat podcast. Please, if you can, obviously rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes as well. Um, Jess and I are going to do our best to talk Red Sox. We just watched the end of the Houston Celtics game. If, uh, if you were watching that game when this was recorded or whenever it happened on what's Monday, um, that was a very disappointing loss. So we're a little frustrated. Um, but we're going to do the show, Jess, and we're going we're gonna to get through a lot. Um, Lauren made sure we wanted to tell you there's 62 days until truck day, 74 days until pitchers and catchers to get excited. Um, <laughs> it's still way too early for me to do a countdown, but uh, Jess, how are you? <laughs> I'd be better if uh, Al Horford put a little less spin on the ball, but uh, I guess I'll, guess I'll get over it in time as I do this show. Um, Seeing the 62 days till truck day doesn't really get me much more excited because I'm in basketball mode and our basketball team lost, so it's not helping me. But good for good for Lawrence Countdown. That was very frustrating, <laughs> that Al Horford missed layup. But that being said, um, a lot has been going on in the last week of baseball, and a lot sure of has. dreams a lot of dreams have been crushed in the Red Sox free agency world. Um, <laughs> but let's start with the other one. Let's start with the non-player decision, and then we'll go to the players because there's a lot of the players to get to. But the Red Sox did pick up John Farrell's option for 2018. Mind you, it's still only 2016. Just why would they do that now? Well, I guess the whole point of that would be to make him not feel like he's on the hot seat for 24-7 during the season without having a contract past the year. I guess that would be the only thing. Does he deserve it? I don't know. Um, even more, really, than 
it happening. I honestly get tired of people's reactions to these things, and everyone's so negative about him that it's just like they pick up this option, and then it's just like, oh, everything, everything's the worst. Why is this team so stupid? I'm so, I'm so tired of hearing it. Like I don't want to hear about it anymore. I just want to watch baseball, let things happen. I just, I don't know. Call me stupid and being a media member, maybe it is stupid, but I just get tired of people's reactions and whining I mean, about everything. Like, at this point, and, and this is coming from a guy, mind you, who doesn't like John Farrell, we all know that. At this point, whatever, it happened. Like, you're already going to have him for a year. Um, it's not like they can't fire him, you know? If he really does that right. bad, they can still fire the guy. Like, it's not like it's binding. Um, but it's a good kind of sense of gesture. If you really are behind this guy, and clearly they are, why not take him off the hot seat, you know? Why not make him feel like he's not on the hot seat? Because then maybe he manages a little freer, freer. Maybe he's a little looser in the clubhouse. Maybe he does a better job because he's not worried about ownership coming over his shoulder and firing him. You know? Yeah, great point. You're totally right. If you're gonna if you're gonna have the guy be your manager, which they already decided, you know, a couple of days after the season that they were going to, why not make him comfortable? Everyone, you, it's pretty much proven fact that you work better when you're comfortable. And if you're like he said, if you're constantly worried about, oh, could they fire me? Could they fire me? Could they? If we get one game under 500, 10 games in, am I going to get fired? If we're two games over 500 in June, am I going to get fired? They constantly worry about that. And yes, he could still get fired, and they realize that they're going to have to eat his money if they do fire him. But what's the point of worrying about that when you could just lock him up, feel secure, go out and manage the team? It, make, it hate, does make sense to me. And, and you hate to compare it to a regular world situation, but like if you're an everyday person working in 9 to 5, like most of us are, wouldn't you want not want your boss to be looking over your shoulder if you're hearing rumors about you getting fired? Like, wouldn't you want to know that you have a job? Wouldn't you want to know that you're secure? Um, wouldn't that make you perform better? Um, really? Like, people can't put their, themselves in that situation of constantly, like, wondering if you're getting fired, like, every week of the season or just every week of anything for regular normal people. So, from his perspective, it's real nice. I'm just sick of people whining about it. Yeah, so... And again, this is coming from me, but I support it. Like, if you're gonna, if you're gonna keep John Farrell for next year, just make him feel better. You know, make him. If you have to coddle John Farrell, if that's what's gonna take for him to be a good manager or figure himself out, then whatever. I don't. I still don't believe in him as a manager. But if you're gonna keep him, might as well make him feel more comfortable because then maybe he'll manage a little better. Um, so overall, must be making you soft over here. <laughs> honestly, like I'm struggling today. Um, but that's it, because I'm going to be negative the rest of the show for what we're talking about. So um, I'll be positive okay. for the John Farrell thing, because it's just, it is what it is at this point. There's no really arguing John Farrell, because he's, he's here. He's the manager of the Red Sox. So um, it is what it is. got to kind of route the punches there. Um, quickly want to mention, David Ortiz did win the Edgar uh, Martinez Award. He won his eighth Edgar Martinez Award, named for the best designated hitter. Um, I know, Jess, you poised the question, and you, I don't know what you think about this, but could it be named the Ortiz Award someday? I mean, I don't. I honestly don't understand how they couldn't, because he's clearly the best DH ever. Edgar Martinez, I'm sure, would be the. Fr- I don't know Edgar Martinez personally, but I bet you he'd be the first person to tell you that David Ortiz is the best DH ever. There's no question about it. It's no contest. So if you're naming the award after the best DH ever, that's David Ortiz. How could they not change it? Yeah, I, I would say that eventually it'll be changed. I don't know how soon, but um, yeah, if they, not right away. But, but eventually, like. As time goes on, as he's further away from the game, people are going to start really realizing how good of a DH he was. Obviously, we know that, but like, as he's really further away from playing, um, you're going to see that that award be changed. I wouldn't be shocked by any means. Um, but yeah, I want to bring that up as well. Um, but let's get to the juicy stuff, Jess, because um, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world of the Red Sox, and 
a lot of things kind of relate to what happened around the league as well. But one thing that was for certain is they're searching for a bat, right? We know that with the Beltran news and the holiday news and everything's happening. But we also found out that Hanley wants to split time between DH and first base and not play first base full time. He is going to play for the Dominican in the Classic in the spring during the spring training time. What do you make of this? Because we all just kind of thought maybe Hanley could be the first base again, the first baseman again, and he kind of enjoyed it. Knowing he wants to split time, does that make this easier or harder to find a free agent? Good question. Probably easier just because he is willing to do both, and it's probably I feel like it's kind of easier to find someone who would rather do both as opposed to someone who was just stubborn and like, oh, I only want to DH. Like, who wants to come to a team and be stubborn and like make them do what you want? Is then instead you can find someone who's like, yeah, sure, I'll play some first base and I'll I'll split some time with Hanley and we can both both stay fresh in the field and both get some days off in the field. I think it's kind of the best overall situation for both if you can find someone like that, which I feel like most guys would be like that, right? Yeah, yeah, I think that if you can find a guy like maybe this is a good news. Maybe if you're an Edwin Encarnacion supporter, maybe it's good news to bring him here, you know, because he still wants to play first base. Maybe they just platoon it between the both of them. And that's because he's still out there now. His suitors are slowly falling off because of the other signings that we're going to talk about. So maybe that becomes an option for the Red Sox as well. So Hanley saying he wants to split time doesn't really surprise me because I'm pretty sure he really wanted to play. He really His plans were to be the DH this year, next year. Um, and then he really realized how much he still enjoys playing the field and, and likes first base. So that's why I think he just wants to hold on to playing some games there. I don't think he ever really wanted to go back to playing first base the whole time next year. Um, and I think that... You might even be lucky with him. I think you, you pulled out really well as the Red Sox organization, Jess, for having him want to split time at first base in DH. I just think that he's realizing that without Ortiz now, who obviously his his one of his best buddies, uh, I think he's realizing, obviously the in terms of experience-wise and leadership and everything, obviously Dustin Pedroia is the leader of the team. But you got a guy like Hanley who's been in the league for a long time and a guy like Ortiz retiring – I think Hanley kind of wants to be like somewhat of a leader this year because he's kind of showing it between like being flexible, like I'll play whatever they need me to play, getting extra work in the World Baseball Classic, and like being all happy during his interviews and stuff. I think he wants to show that he's like a leader just because he's been in the league so long and because we're losing someone like Ortiz. So I still think it's Pedroia, but I think Hanley's making like a concentrated effort to like be a leader. Well, I think you started to see that too last season, this this past mm-hmm. summer, because he he you saw how excited he was to play the game again. You know, he his energy on the field was ridiculous. No one saw that coming. Um, he was excited. He got jacked up when the team turned double plays. He like caught the ball and fist pumped. He like got it from Vasquez. Like this dude yeah. was sincerely energized every time he stepped on the field. Yeah, exactly. You're right. I think he wants to keep doing that. He wants to keep keep showing that he's that guy because the further away that he can get from from two years ago i'm sure he wants to because that was horrible nobody liked that i'm sure he didn't like it i don't know why he would like it so he wants to get as far away from that season as he can and keep doing (laughs) what he did last season because that's who he wants to be and that's who he can be as a player and like i said without ortiz kind of kind of who you need him to be yeah so we're going to touch on the DH spot in a minute, so Hanley's name is going to come back up because other names have been falling off the board, so we'll get back to that in a minute when we get into MLB news. Um, Jess, what are your thoughts, Red Sox tender Brian Holiday? Um, shocking there? No, it makes sense. I mean, he didn't do much. He was kind of a backup, and there obviously are too many catchers. Even though he kind of never had enough catchers, considering Sandy Leone was the fourth catcher and then ended up playing pretty much the whole season, so go figure on that one. But in terms of Holiday, yeah, I mean, he's a free agent now. 
it's kind of somebody had to go. They're probably still not sure exactly what they're going to do, but he probably wasn't part of the plan either way. Yeah, I just think that he was a stopgap because of the guys who, one, got hurt, or two, just didn't perform and they needed someone on the roster. Um, he was a stopgap. I don't know where he's going to end up, but he's definitely not going to end up uh, on the Red Sox roster because you have likes of Sandy Leon, uh, Vasquez, like Swihart can still catch. So you have options. Right, so he still has three options, spot. yeah. And so you, you knew Holiday was going to be out. You had a feeling that Hannigan wasn't going to be back. Um so you throw those three guys, and they pick two, and maybe the other one gets put into a trade for maybe Chris Sale or something like that. We'll see. Um, I know the Red Sox are still rumored to be in on a potential Chris Sale deal, um, so we'll see there. But that being said, um, a lot obviously going on in the Red Sox world, but the MLB stuff kind of also triumphs what that means for the Red Sox. But um, all the before we get to the MLB news, of course, all the Red Sox news was brought to you by our uh, good friends at Omaha Steaks. Um, if you're struggling to find the perfect gift for someone who has it all this year, the holidays are fast approaching. It's three weeks away now. Um, if you haven't done this so far, you might want to do it now. Get the perfect gift and avoid the malls, lines, and crowds. And you know they're getting worse as we get closer to the holiday. Um, Omaha Steaks is doing a great deal here. I, I use Omaha Steaks. I know Jess does too. Lauren does too. we got a nice big box full of their meat and their meatballs and their seasonings, and it's delicious. And I know I cooked it with my girlfriend here in the house, and it was phenomenal. It tasted delicious. Yeah, it's good stuff. And like you said, less than three weeks away. we got, got 20 days from Christmas, and the panic is soon going to set in. I mean, some, for sometimes, sometimes the panic doesn't set in until like the day before for some people. But for most for most normal people, the, the panic starts to set in about you know two two and a half weeks to Christmas. You're like, oh, I need to like do shopping and like do this because it's going to be here soon. So that's when Ohio State's come in, and you go, oh, this is easy. I already know what I'm doing. I got the promo code. Boom, Omaha Steaks right to your door. Christmas done. It's great. And if you, like I said, if you're still looking for that perfect gift, let, us tell, let me tell you a little bit about Omaha, Omaha Steaks and how for only $49.99, you're going to get the family gift pack when you go to omahasteaks.com and enter our code SOCKS in the search bar. That's 77% savings off. You're not going to find another deal like that during the holiday season. They're offering unique gifts for gourmet food lovers, great steak experiences at home, plus seafood, poultry, pork, veal, lamb, the most favorable tendered aged beef. Plus, you're going to get veggies, desserts, apps, pasta, soup, seasoning, sausages, and so much more. Um, right now, like I said, Omaha Steaks is giving an exclusive savings just to our listeners. Listen to everything that you're going to hear. I'm going to list it off here, and this is just for $50. Just it's ridiculous. You're going to get two filet mignons, two top sirloins, two boneless pork chops, four boneless chicken breasts, four kielbasa sausages, four burgers, 12-ounce package of all-beef meatballs, four potatoes au gratin, four caramel apple tartlets, one Omaha steak seasoning packet, plus you're going to get four additional kielbasa sausages free. You don't want to miss out on this. Again, go to omahasteaks.com, enter our code SOX, S-O-X, in the search bar. Add the family gift pack to your cart, and you're going to get that 77% savings. It's the gift guaranteed to be a hit, and, man, it's getting close. It's getting to crunch time as the holiday gets closer and closer. So you want to make sure you get on there uh, and get the savings. Um, and don't forget to use the promo code SOCKS on there as well. Yeah, I mean, even with your even with your cold there, uh, you still made it sound better than <laughs> most people without a cold. You did, did, it wasn't quite, didn't have quite the flair of previous ones, but you still, you got me going. I'll take the flair for what I'm dealing with right now. And don't forget, the show is also brought to you by our good friends at Audible. Love having them as a show sponsor as well. So, <laughs> that being said, a lot of MLB news to get to. There's a lot of hap- lot happening around the league, and it actually all really di- directly affects the Red Sox. So it's really all going to be Red Sox news too. Um, 
But before we get to the players, just your thought on the new five-year CBA agreement. Um, obviously, I, I don't think we really thought they were going to go to a lockout. Um, we talked about this earlier on other shows, but um, biggest thing I think is, well, two biggest things really are the fact that the All-Star game isn't going to determine home field advantage anymore. Finally, they're doing what makes sense and has the best record. Actually, deserve who deserves it, get home field. And there actually is going to be a 10-day deal now, which is nice. Yeah. Oh, obviously, first thing first, there's going to be baseball. That's good. That's always good. Yeah, right. We don't, have to, we don't have to suspend the winter meetings, which is nice. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if there was a lockout, I'd probably just quit the show now because I'm not talking about off-season stuff for in April, too. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't happening. I'm not down for that. So unfortunately, <laughs> it didn't happen. Uh, All-Star game, yes, finally. It's the stupidest thing ever. I mean, I have to sit there in October and be like, who won the All-Star game now? Oh, yeah, okay, cool. They have home, home field. Like, that's stupid. That's so unnecessary. Not needed. Nobody else does that. It's a dumb. So now it can go back to being the fun game that it should be without this time it counts. So get rid of that. Awesome. Hate it. Great. 10-day DL, that's good, yes, because it now kind of gives you more of an out instead of sitting there being like, oh, he could play tomorrow. He could play the next day. Maybe he'll play. We'll, we'll see what happens. Now you can just be like, all right, you're out for a couple days. 10-day DL. See ya. I like that. That's good. Yeah, it's a big and difference. Then the, and then the season's starting a few days earlier, too, so they can uh, have like a few more off days. I mean, why not? Oh, Whatever oh, they I can do. I think it's so stupid. I think no, it's so stupid. No, 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 no. Because they play way too many games. There's like 21 straight games, 23 straight games. Even just a couple of days earlier, a couple more off days, makes a difference. But just you, are, you, you already get snow outs and rain outs. Now you're starting in March. You realize that. The season starts in March now. So are you trying to tell me that it's not going to matter because there's going to be rain outs and snow outs anyway? So it won't make a difference? Now you're going to get more. Because now you're starting a week earlier in the end of March. So you're starting, like, in winter. Like, the dead of winter. Mm. All right. I can see your point. <laughs> you're st- you go- you're- now you're starting in March and going probably still to- you're going still to November. Yeah. Well, I like the extra days off, but if there's going to be rainouts, then it kind of need Do you need them, though? Like, uh, I mean, we already you want- like- I think we are- everyone, most people already think the season's kind of long. Yeah, it is. But you want to play 25 straight days? I'd rather that than start in March, and the season needs to be short, and they went the wrong direction with this. Um, I don't want to spend too much time on this because there's a lot of player news to get to, but right now the MLB's problem is this games are too long and the season's too long. Instead of going in the right direction and trying to shorten the schedule, they went in the wrong direction, even though the news told them they shouldn't, and the, the trends told them they shouldn't. Same thing for basketball. They're trying to do the same thing for NBA. They're trying to start the season like a week earlier and have more off days so there's less back-to-backs so not yeah, as I big a deal there that's not as big not as long. it's like not right. 162 games right no it makes sense i'm all for off days and if you were a player you'd probably care more but in terms of rain outs yeah it might uh might have more of those all right yes let's get to the player news because there's a lot going on here um and this is what, sure we've, is. what we've been waiting to talk about so the red sox have been trying to get uh, trying to replace david ortiz Bat-wise, right? They're trying to get someone in the lineup that can be comparable to play the designated hitter's position. Um, Edwin Encarnacion was rumored to be a top choice, not, but then they were apparently were going to be in, on Carlos Beltran the most. Then he signs a one-year deal with the Astros, $16 million. He's off the board. Next you hear Matt Holliday is someone that the Red Sox have contacted in their agent. Boom, next thing you know, he goes to the Yankees on a one-year deal for $13 million. And then Steve Pierce signs a two-year deal, $12.5 million deal with the Blue Jays. 
what's going on? Why aren't the Red Sox in on any of this? Yeah, honestly, I didn't understand it, so I did some research today, and Alex Spear of the Globe kind of wrote an article summarizing why the Sox haven't done anything, and he basically just said they're like waiting to see um, kind of what happens, and they're more focused on getting like an eighth inning pitcher than get bats. So basically, he made it kind of seem like they're not really worried about hitting, and they're not like necessarily worried about replacing Ortiz with any particular person. Kind of interesting. Is- which is fair. I get it, because you can't just try to replace David Ortiz. Not not possible. Um, but this also could be something that just, and this just notification just popped on my phone like five minutes ago. Um, according to John Heyman, uh, ex-Royals closer Greg Holland is drawing interest from the Cubs, Dodgers, Nationals, and your Boston Red Sox. So that being said, that could be the guy they're waiting to see what happens to. Because if they get Greg Holland, they're solves your eighth inning guy, first of all. Because then you put him in the bullpen with Craig Kimbrell, Carson Smith, probably Koji still, um, then you have Joe Kelly and all these guys, your bullpen gets that much better if you add Greg Holland to the, to the mix, right? Yeah, and that's what they're looking for, one guy to kind of solidify it, make everyone, you know, make it not such a huge deal if someone does get hurt and have it, everything fall apart. So they might just want to get Holland and then go from there. I mean, the offense is great. We know the offense is great. We saw him last year, so... Mm-hmm. I'm yeah, I'm in the kind of the, the mindset of like, whoa, all these guys are getting signed, what are we doing? But when I read that and you know, Alex Spears is a pretty smart dude, I've gathered, so um it made me feel better about it. I still it still might be nice to get somebody, but clearly these other teams wanted these guys more. So looking at the rumor too, it looks like um the you, uh the Giants and Mark Melanson are on the verge of a deal. Would you be pissed then, Jess? if the Red Sox miss out on Greg Holland, because it seems like this is the guy they're waiting for. This is the guy that they're going to be all in for um, in terms of their first domino to fall. Obviously, we know Dombrowski had a really easy offseason last year. He kind of just succeeded everything that he wanted to, but it seems like this year is going to be a little more difficult. How mad will you be if they... And, like, should we be really mad and pissed off at Dombrowski if he doesn't let Greg Holland? Because it seems like it's it's almost like they're really, really interested. Yeah. I think that he'd be a great guy to have. I'm not really sure who else is out there in terms of relievers, but knowing that he's a good pitcher and how good he was a couple of years ago, I know he had some surgery and maybe he's not quite as good as he was, but they are going after him and he's, uh, you know, getting former closers is usually a good thing because they know how to pitch in pressure games and every game is a pressure game in Boston. So I think it's a good fit. I think it's a good mix for, for Holland. Uh, I'm not sure like, sure where they would go if they don't get him. So, obviously, it's tough for a lot of Red Sox fans to understand seeing all these top bats, because we, we all thought Carlos Beltran would be a great fit here as a Red Sox, right? Stop gap, he'd be fit really well as a left-handed bat at Fenway and bring that veteran presence to a younger team still to kind of put them over the top. And now I agree, I think the bullpen's more of an issue. Offense wasn't an issue last year. I know David Ortiz was in the lineup, but I still don't think it's an issue. More as much as the pitching. So I agree that the pitching needs to be fixed first, but you also realize that Edwin Encarnacion still hasn't signed anywhere. Um, <laughs> and it doesn't seem like he's going back to Toronto, so could there be a situation where maybe he doesn't get exactly what he wants, but the Red Sox get Greg Holland and Edwin Encarnacion out of all this? That'd be funny, wouldn't it? <laughs> because look at it. It's, it kind of fit, almost fits like it'd be perfect, right? Greg, if, say, Greg Holland does come here, right? They get their guy in Greg Holland. But then Edwin Encarnacion still needs a home. He doesn't want to be a full-time DH yet. Perfect situation. Now he can split time. Because Hanley doesn't want to be a full-time first baseman. But, he, but, but you know what I mean? So it kind of makes sense. 
It does. Now that yeah, everything's I mean, kind of falling into place. I think it makes more sense, yeah, because maybe Encarnacion doesn't want to play all first base. Well, cool. Now he doesn't have to. So I like that. I think that's a good idea. I don't know if we'll get him. I know he's been looking at the Indians and a couple other teams, maybe the Yankees, and that would be unfortunate. But be Very unfortunate. You never know. So he keeps sitting out there. He's being patient. He's waiting. He's not not jumping on things. So I guess it's still a possibility. I don't know. I know people are kind of mixed if they want him here, but he'd be bound to be helpful, obviously. And if he could split time at first in DH, I still think that's a good idea. Haven't changed my opinion in the last 20 minutes. I think that's a good idea. Having two guys be fresher and have fresher legs in the field, even though first base isn't crazy hard, it still still wears you out. So that could be cool. Don't know if it will happen, but it would be cool. <laughs> um, would you want because I mean let me ask you this first because there's a lot of guys out there who are bought are second tier guys to the big hitters who are starting to fall and, and then Edwin Encarnacion of course but if you don't get Encarnacion who's your, who's your top second tier guy because I have mine in mind um, but I'm curious of who you think Jess would be the next best option if you don't get someone like Encarnacion well Jose Batista is still out there Andy do you really want Joey Bats? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> also, you're not the guy who praises Joey Bats on the show, so... No, uh, not the opposite of it. So, yeah, maybe not him. Um, I'm wondering if you're thinking about Mike Napoli? I am. I want Mike Napoli back hard. Of course you are. Not surprised at all. I want Mike that. Napoli back hard because, one, he's great for the room. He's so good for the room. And put him with Hanley and Pedroia. And, yes, I'm putting Hanley in the leadership group. This wow. team could be fun to watch. Even more than it already was. Because we know what he brings here. He loves the city. He embraces it. He still has a house in the city. Like, he loves Boston as much as anyone else who lives here their entire life. So, as much as it would be good of him to go back to Cleveland, because they're in a good spot, if I was him, I'd probably come back here. Well, you're probably biased too, but yeah, I see what you mean. (laughs) No, I agree. Who knows? What give you with the bat? I mean, he was he did hit some homers last year, which is awesome. Um, he's still a, still a threat with the stick, but yeah, chemistry. Did we win? When did we win last? Twenty thirteen. Who was on the team? Mike Napoli. You gotta have those guys. You gotta have those those uh, those guys in the locker room who are excitable and fun and enjoy themselves, and that's how you win championships. And he is that. Not saying that just because he comes into the locker room means they're gonna win a championship, but it could. <laughs> so, why not? <laughs> I like it. I would love to see him back. I enjoy that guy, that guy. I, w- I would love it so much. Um, what do you make of, and this is not any of these players related, but we do know the Braves traded for Jamie Garcia. What do you make of the, the odd Braves kind of retooling? Signing, obviously, the two veteran present pitchers and Dackey and um, Cologne, and then bringing Jamie Garcia. You mean Jaime Garcia? Jaime. You gotta get the <laughs> Get the phlegm. I have plenty of phlegm. Yes. I can use that phlegm. Yeah, yeah, this is perfect for you. Lined up great. <laughs> um, yeah, they keep just getting these pitchers. He's a good pitcher. I mean, he's a solid pitcher. He's got good numbers throughout his career. I believe he's still young. I'll tell you right now. He's uh, he's 30. So, not over the hill according to baseball. I think that's 31 when you get over the hill. But you're still 30. You're good. So, yeah. I mean, he's 357 career ERA, 62 wins. Definitely a serviceable pitcher, and they decide they're going to get all these pitchers. So I guess why not keep adding on? I think it's it can't hurt. He's certainly not a bad pitcher. No, they're just trying to get some talent on the field for their new baseball stadium. That's, they're trying not to roll out like a two-win team again. Um, that's really what they're doing. 
but another team that's been tooling up is the Astros. What what do you make of their retooling? Because they're adding guys left and right, and clearly they're making a statement with with all the additions they've made so far. Yeah, I mean they were really good two years ago, and they got in the playoffs, and then they fell back a little bit last year and weren't quite as good. They got better as the season went on, but they're cl- clearly trying to stay relevant still in in the, in the thick of things. They don't want to fall out quickly because we know baseball things change really fast. Different teams come in, different teams fall off, so they don't want to go back into their state of horrendousness like they've been for so long. So it makes sense stay stay in, keep good players, try to make get get back to the playoffs again. Yeah, and I think a big thing is I think Carlos Beltran kind of solidifies their opportunity to make the playoffs because it's still a relatively young team, the Astros are. So I, I think that adding a veteran like Beltran would have done the same thing he would have done for here. It's that locker room presence to really kind of help. Yeah, he can still hit, but he's there to help kind of in those big spots, be a guy who's been there before to help those young kids along. That's a big thing the Astros are bringing in. Yeah, it's weird how much of a difference that we're talking about Beltran making still at 39 years old, but he still seems to have the uh, the bat, and he still he still gets a decent amount of home runs and RBI. He's just a good guy to have, and uh, they realized that, so they jumped on him. Second second stint with him now. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy, um, but I think that the homecoming kind of made sense. So um, a lot going on around the league. Winter meetings are coming up, and we'll obviously kind of keep you updated as we go along here. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Red Sox underscore Beat. Facebook is Red Sox Beat Podcast. Uh, if you could subscribe to us, rate and review on iTunes, of course, that'd be phenomenal as well. Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll keep you up to date. Just in the written coverage, we'll keep you up to date as well as offseason moves along here. We'll be back next week, uh, same time, same place, to kind of preview what's going on in the world of baseball. If anything happens to the Red Sox, we'll obviously bring it up and discuss it wildly and furiously next week as well. Um, of course, we want to thank our show sponsors, uh, Omaha Steaks and Audible as well. Uh, good friends of the show. We appreciate it. Don't forget to go get your deal for Omaha Steaks this time of year. It's a great thing. Use that promo code SOX. Um, we'll be back next week. Lauren Campbell should be back. It should be the three amigos once more. Uh, for Jess Thomas and myself, Jared Scally, this has been Red Sox Beat here on CLNS Radio. <laughs>